All right, and welcome everybody to another episode of the Senpai Kohai Podcast. And with me today is the Morgan. Sorry, the <laughs> Paul Walker to my Vin Diesel, the Fast to my Furious, Stephen. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this drag strip that I'm on right now. Uh, I, I didn't mean to have you out here live. Uh, I'm actually taking your pink slip today for your car after uh, I race you. Uh, you know, I, I try I try to get out here and take risks, but uh, I just couldn't beat you, man. You know, you live life a quarter mile at a time, so uh, I should have expected this. But it's okay. You can you can have the Corolla. <laughs> nice, another Corolla to the collection. Three more, and the world will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> is that how it works like infinity stones you'll just That's snap and heard. be able to get better gas mileage i god i hope so or, or at least i don't know enough about cars to really talk about this anyway <laughs> steven <laughs> what is going on man it has been a while since we've talked the last episode we did it was just me talking i just talked to myself and this little sore light i had it was it was a lot of me and him talking we we've, we've been working <laughs> to get our schedule set back it, it's a lot how, how are you doing man what's up I'm doing good. I'm working hard and have like a, you know, work like real life work project going on that kind of puts me at odds with the schedule, but I'm surviving and still and surprisingly getting some games and anime in and just and still enjoying myself quite a bit. It sucks to not be able to catch up with you e- each week and and uh, record uh, this stuff, but thankfully we'll have a lot to talk about this time because um, if I haven't posted it yet, but there will be a post celebrating one of the most important milestones in my life. Something that I have been razzed about, I have been cheered on about, I have lost nights of sleep about, and that is the fact that I have finally beaten Persona 5 Royal. I already posted for you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, no, it's okay. I appreciate it. <laughs> Somebody needed to do it. Okay. All I know is I, I left that silence there for a second so that we could wait for the rounds of applause to die down. Good, so, good. yes, I hope we are there. Know. Yes. <laughs> Put in uh, like cue the the uh, pre-recorded uh, audience celebration. But really, all it's going to be is like the Scooby Doo laugh tracks instead. <laughs> instead of actual applause, it's going to be the rut row and then a bunch. Of... Anyway, so you finished. <laughs> you finished Persona. Absolutely. Amazing. I I I, I got to love the fact that you sometimes go down this ra- like start going down a rabbit hole, but catch yourself halfway through the sentence and just go. Anyways, never mind. Let's let's stay on topic. So it's, it's good to see you. I feel my foot doing falling. <laughs> I feel my foot fall down the hole, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Get the grip. Come back. You're about <laughs> to go down the tangent. Don't do it. Don't do it. Absolutely. So, in celebration of me beating Persona Five, uh, I believe uh, you came up with the idea for us to actually make it the topic of this episode. So, I'm very excited about some of the things we'll be talking about when we get to the meat and potatoes. But uh, I think, as always, we should start with a little bit of what we're playing and what we're watching. Um, Trey, what have you been up to before I get really long-winded about all my stuff? Yes, sir. So I can start with what I'm playing. Uh, Since you've just finished Persona 5, I'll get to what I'm playing. I have finished Kingdom Hearts 2 um, to the most of what my abilities will allow me. So I've beaten the story on Critical. I've maxed out Sora, Goofy Donald. Um, I've beaten two of the data battles. I've gotten the Ultima Keyblade. I've I've done a lot, but I nice. can't go any further. Um, I've tried beating everyone on this damn drag strip, and I just can't <laughs> seem to do it. Um, but a lot of those battles are challenging, and they're supposed to be. But mm. I felt like I, 
I was streaming on our Twitch the other day, uh, Senpai Kohai podcast, and I couldn't get past a certain point with some of the people. I felt like a lot of it was mm-hmm. luck based, at least for me and the way I played, which I am I am not the most, you know, strategic player or the most what is the I, I'm not the best gamer, period. So <laughs> it's a uh, once I felt like it was luck based, I was like, okay, I, I really can't do this. I can't build me a, a good rhythm. I can see the attacks, I understand what's happening, I know what needs to happen, but I can't make the sequence of events happen to where I'm controlling the fight. So I'm, it uh, did done, seem like I a guess. lot of uh, it did seem like a lot of hack and slash and just trying to go for it as much as humanly possible when I was watching on the stream. And man, I, I gotta say, I'm impressed because you were playing in critical mode, so it was like the hardest thing. Yeah, uh, I guess you had all the all the hard modes on, and I was watching, it and your life bar would just like go from full to zero real quick, and you kind of heal and hits. then go to full. Yeah, it Dude, was it was, it was pretty wild. And it's, it was yeah. thrilling. And so Daryl, friend of the show, I'm sure no one's heard of him, but everyone that's actually listened and know that Daryl talks games, you know, it's, it's your boy. And he uh, he was watching me and trying to trying to engage me about why I was going around. Um, I was I would fight just different people. And I was like, I'm trying to learn mm-hmm. different tactics from everyone to apply. And eventually I settled on Roxas and I just kept fighting him. And then I eventually beat him. He was like, huh, that's crazy. You, you actually kept practicing and you beat him like you should. And I was like, <laughs> okay, fine. Okay, fine. Because I don't normally do this. Uh, I don't do everything in the most orthodoxical way, I guess. I, I normally make things complicated and so convoluted that it shouldn't work. And that's just, that's my shtick. It's my shtick. And yeah people can't see me nodding in agreement uh, so <laughs> fervently like absolutely we've talked about it before you just you keep slamming your head into the wall until either your head breaks or the wall breaks and it's uh it looks like it looks like finally the the wall broke your head on this one so yeah i understand but i knocked but daryl's also daryl's also just a sarcastic little bastard because you know he's but at the same time the person cheering me on the most believing in me in the most but when i finally like got to the end of the game was like i'm at the end the, the last boss uh it was like i snapped a photo and he called me a slut and said i i google image searched <laughs> and i'm like wait a minute you're the one that's telling me i believe in you and shit and then I, you're gonna call me a slut and a liar a oh, good god Daryl Daryl just wakes up sometimes and chooses violence, and then other times he's Gandhi, which I guess if you play Civilization is still technically violence. Oh, Could well, be the whatever. same thing. He's funny. He's great. He's, he's hilarious. <laughs> he's a good guy. Love um, love him to death. So I beat Kingdom Hearts two, called it quits on the rest of it. Uh, my next Kingdom Hearts will be Birth by Sleep, uh, whenever I'm ready for that one, which will be a bit. But my next game I'm playing is Axiom Verge. And I'm pretty excited for that one. I, I've been feeling a Metroidvania for a bit, mm-hmm. and I need something to break up the JRPG addiction that I have. And yes, yeah, you do like have a, a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I was I was talking to to you about it, and I was like, man, I really need to stop playing JRPGs. And that same night, I got two more, and I was like, man, this is a <laughs> this oh is my gosh, you were, you didn't you didn't just get two more, you got two more anime based ones, like they're like yeah. super like niche otaku style RPGs, which are always a little hit or miss because like you know if you pick up a Final Fantasy or a Fire Emblem or one of those like big like series, you know you have a pretty good pedigree. If you pick up Poison Control or uh, what is it, a Penny Pinching Princess or, you know, was a great hero in The Cruel King is like one of the newer ones, like these Nippon Ichi ones. You never really know. I mean, Hyperdimension yeah. Neptunia 
is definitely not everybody's cup of tea, but it's it's clearly enough people's t- cup of tea. So I'm glad to see that you're fueling the niche market all on your own. I it I've actually looked at the stocks for NIS America, and it's just me. Um, so I, <laughs> you can refer to me as Mister NIS if you'd like. Um, but I got well the Caligula Caligula effect the Caligula effect overdose and poison control. I think they're both NIS America titles. So yeah, that is actually me fueling them. Yeah. So um, if if it wasn't for you, there would be no more Neptunia games. No. <laughs> And I'm I'm gonna let I'm not gonna let that happen. But Absolutely. that's it for my games. Um, so Stephen, were you playing anything else besides Persona you want to talk about before before we get to anime? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I have started also playing uh, this game called Core Keeper. It's an early access game. I keep picking up random titles that uh, people suggest on like streams and and on some YouTube videos and just randomly talk to me about. And mm. it's a uh, it's kind of right up my alley it's you're it's kind of like 2d graphics sort of like stardew valley kind of thing like very pixel based um and you basically play this you create your own character and you create a world and you go into it and it's basically the story is you find this artifact in the jungle and you get transported underground and you have to basically uh break down walls and materials and build yourself a little uh safe room and explore the cave and try to find a way out and uh so it's kind of got a little bit of a it's got a little bit of a, a like a gathering and crafting thing going on. Very kind of Minecrafty, Dragon Quest Builders kind of thing. Um, so, but you basically are mining this cave and finding your way around stuff, and you have to use torches to set a light and things like that. And then you can start making weapons. Like I encountered a giant king orange slime, uh, and it promptly whooped me to death. But it's cool because you just kind of openly explore. There's no real other characters the story you just kind of like it's very relaxing for me is it's something i can kind of turn my brain off and like really kind of zone out on and you know tunnel around find new materials build new things you know i started being able to make a bed where i can heal started being able to cook healing items that would boost my stats and my movement speed and and just heal me made a sword and some armor and like I learned how to make a lantern. So I didn't have to constantly keep putting torches down whenever I was just kind of exploring some places. Uh, and there's so much more to it. Like I've seen people who are playing it and there's a way ton more. I'm just, just barely scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's actually really approachable. It's really easy and I love it. It's, it's my cup of tea in in this case. I, uh, you know, I like Minecraft, but I had to kind of put it down because it was so open that I was, I could see myself losing focus on anything else because i love that stuff i'm a sucker for gathering and crafting but the ones that have like objectives and kind of endpoints are much safer for me because something like minecraft is just like there you can do dungeon runs raids build things hang out with friends you can there's multiple worlds you can make another pre-generated world that has different elements to it and it's it's just it too ends. much. Yeah, it, it, I feel like I'd never play another game again. So I, I had to consciously make a decision to put that down. But this is more my speed in that vein and uh, has an endpoint at some at some point. So I am enjoying that quite a bit. Other than that, no, it's been Persona 5 and fighting games. I did learn how to play Dragon Ball Fighter Z so that I can actually give you a run for your money at our uh, yearly gathering. I'm going to put you in the ground, buddy. I'm going to put Frieza in the ground. That's... Those are some pretty big britches you're talking about filling, and I I haven't met anybody yet that's been able to put Frieza straight up in the ground. But all right, we'll see. 
Indeed. Actually, I've had it happen, but it's normally because I get wily. <laughs> and uh, I just try putting Frieza in the mix. I, I always have Frieza as my last. I use TN as my foreplay. Android mm-hmm. 17 comes out for the mid-mixer. And then it's Frieza. And once Frieza comes out, you're fucked. It, you can have three <laughs> characters and you're fucked. It's always Frieza. But I'm excited to play you. So yeah, we'll have to I'm, uh, give that a shot. I got all the DLC characters on sale and on PC. They, so they always go on sale. It's a pretty good uh it's mm-hmm. a pretty good bet to have Dragon Ball Fighter Z because you'll you'll normally catch them on sale probably once a month. It's a good bet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh I actually am still testing characters. I like worked with uh was it uh Super Saiyan God Vegito, I did Go Tanks, I think. Uh, I still live it on that Yamcha train, though. That is a he's a crazy character. Yamcha's um, wild. Yamcha's a sleeper. Yes. Yeah, he is. But anyways, yeah, that's that's the extent of my gaming. Um, anime has been mostly sticking to the primary stuff. Uh, still jamming on that Spy X family really hard. Uh, it just continues to be a great quality production of a wonderful manga that I am a huge fan of. I keep up with the current volumes in, in the States. Uh, like when I find a series that really kind of hits me well, um, I try to buy it physically and like support the business. Um, but it's, it's funny and it's got really great action and I love how colorful it is. Actually. Um, I did listen to the dub dubs. Pretty good. Dubs. Pretty good. Uh, oh, it is out. a, yeah, there's a, there's a, uh, an episode or two of the dubs out and I, I think it's good. I just really like Anya's Japanese voice actress a lot better. It kind of has, there's just something, something to it, but the person that has the English dub lines for Anya is actually pretty good too. Um, definitely doing a great job of portraying a little kid. I just kind of love the weird, the weird tinny kind of like voice that the Japanese, uh, dub has. So I'm a sucker mm-hmm. for that. And, uh, Yours is just adorable. She's both the most deadly assassin in the world and like the cutest, most wholesome, stumbly woman on the planet. And it's it's great to see like her switch back and forth. Um, but yeah, I, I just recently watched episode five today, and it's it's too damn funny. Like the the first like three or four minutes is so damn funny. Uh, you'll really really like it once you get to it. Uh, let's see, man. Also, uh, Kaguya-sama season three is continuing to be. A, a freaking banger like some of the best comedy in the in the actual series is in this season mm-hmm. and uh but also some of the good drama is here too there's uh there's a they have a they have a sleepover with uh the pink haired girl who i continue to forget chica. her name when i really need to know it chica yes chica and kaguya have a sleepover because kaguya is trying to talk uh her into having the the president's sister stay over at at her house and so she can kind of trick him into staying over as well so she can spend more time with him and it ends up they go spend the night at kaguya's house and so since everyone knows her uh her like i guess a uh, maid i hayasaka as a student as a student that's completely different from how she is at the house she disguises herself as a guy and makes up this bonkers backstory and Kaguya's just freaking out about it. It's like, no, stop saying that. Like, because he says he's from a war torn country <laughs> and he actually in, has psychic powers or something wild like that. <laughs> and then Chica starts getting the idea. It's like, because she's, you know, she's always like the love detective and is always looking for romance. She's like, oh no, there's a whole lot of like, you know, tension and, and secret loves between the servant and the master. And they, I, 
I Hayasaka rolls over as the guy butler she's disguised as and says, oh, you don't have to worry about that because I can only have love for another man. And so this is already a really funny bit happening. And it continues because this is it, I'm not even giving all the details because it's still worth a watch. They continue to the point where they stay up really late. And so Kage is out of it and Chika's kind of just having a grand old time. And so they call the president and uh, with a video chat call. And so they're kind of getting into hijinks. And of course, it says uh, his sister's like, who the heck are you talking to? Is it that that Earth Katha person who is which is the name that uh, she's under when she's uh, disguised as the guy? And so mm-hmm. Chika immediately makes the uh, makes the misunderstanding that clearly the president and the butler are definitely getting it on. And she starts bleeding from the nose and has to run away. It's just so damn funny. It's like, it's worth every second of watching that episode. It made me roll laugh, laughing. And it's so much funnier in anime form because the physical comedy just hits really, really good. I'm sorry. I get really excited about my anime. <laughs> no, no. That's why we're here. That's why we talk about this for an hour, hour and a half. Um, I, uh, I think I'm in the need of a new comedy anime i think that's kind of what the doctor orders for me i've what was the last anime i finished i don't even remember so i've been trying to force myself to go through azure lane again oh are we Mm. done with your anime i'm not done but i want you to cut in because otherwise we're gonna hit like the 30 minute mark before i'm done gotcha (laughs) so i've been trying to force myself through azure lane i've switched back over to crunchyroll from Funimation. I don't remember if I said that last time or not, but so I'm back mm-hmm. over in, into, into the motherland and it is, it's great. There's all this shit and I'm trying to go alphabetically and I, I see Azure lane and of course all the, the bodacious boats. And so I'm like, okay, well let me see if I can watch this again. Cause I quit it like episode eight and I just lost interest. I just <laughs> cannot fucking deal with this. And I don't know what my problem is, but I just, I lose everything. And I started watching it and my wife walked in and she was like, what is, uh, this isn't the dress up darling show. And I was like, you are, <laughs> you are correct. This is a, this is not, these girls are boats. And she was like, I, I really hate anime sometimes because <laughs> she saw the girls <laughs> that were, uh, that were dressed as they were maids, but also the boats. And they're, they're the ones with a little bit more revealing cleavage than the others. Oh so that's yeah. That's fair. I hate anime sometimes too. Cause this one is weird and i don't i don't like it and maybe Uh, the game just kind of brings this all together in a better way or just spaces it out differently but i I just couldn't get invested like i I understood what was going on but i was just not with it and mm -hmm. i don't know what happened the first time but like it's all about this rehabilitation of enterprise all while azur lane is trying to work these operations to get into the sakura land and get this all spark back to save optimus from the megatron and it's all this <laughs> bullshit that's like it's it's being too much for what it is like you, your your boats come on your boats <laughs> and your your anime girls what is really come on now come on yeah do i really need to be paying attention this hard for this shit and so it's, I tapped it's, out. It's really sad because a lot of these uh, animes based on mobile games are really hit or miss. Like some of them are really dumb. And sometimes anime just makes kind of like weird choices based on trends. Like so there's there was this trend for a while. It might still be a thing where it was like girls with like 
mechanical parts essentially they always like re- represented something so i don't know if you've ever heard of a show called strike witches yes man yeah so okay like younger steven in the old days when you he he would watch any old crap and he'd be like this is the best i it's anime i'm so glad that i have it hang on i, I will allow- hang on i can actually imitate younger steven if you'd like so oh younger god here steven- we go <laughs> Younger Stephen would walk into the younger uh, Barnes and not so noble before they came noble with all the stock they had. And he would see the anime section and it wouldn't have everything they had. Stephen would pick something with all of the titles and all the pictures. That's how he would judge it. And he would see strike witches and it would be witches with guns. Strike witches. I have no idea what strike witches is about, but (laughs) strike witches. He would see that it'd be witches that just struck anything with guns. They just shoot shit. And so he sees these witches with snipers. He's like, okay, okay, I fuck with that. But younger Steven picks it and he watches it. Turns out it's a hentai. These guns are not guns. But go ahead and tell me what you have. (laughs) They're not guns. These are penises. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. No one was Jesus ready for that. Christ, these are phalluses. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, is that that was the uh, the Austin Powers joke? It was a, everybody it changed the scene? Oh. It's like it's a big dick. Get over here. <laughs> yes, always Peter, a classic. What uh, is that? <laughs> those look like privates. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, uh, good lord, that joke was actually really good back in the day, but. Uh, but yeah, this the show is actually not terribly far off from your guess. Um, basically, it was oh. like these aliens are attacking, <laughs> and it, I'm dead serious. Like these aliens were attacking, and these certain girls basically wear plain mech legs and carry around machine guns while they're flying around to fight the aliens. So there is a there is one of the strike witches that has a sniper rifle. There's one with like a an actual full light machine gun. And each one of the, the sets of legs is kind of modeled after like a usually like a World War II plane. Uh, but they're but like for half some cat. Uh, oh yeah, they I, also get, they're witches, so they get animal ears. That's how they oh, activate the magic okay. to make the the leg mechs work. And I want you to understand something else that makes no sense whatsoever. And I, I used to I used to just love kind of picking this show apart. Was uh, none of them wear pants. They all are just well, in panties. They don't seem to have legs. They're all airplane parts which is kind of cool I, I i guess i'm it's, okay with that that's that's neat but there is no i mean pants. it's everyone is enjoying it's not the worst it's not the worst show i've seen so much worse but it was always like really funny to me because they actually showed them like it's basically like, got like cushions on the inside of the leg parts <laughs> like you could wear some shorts or something but no they're just in like skimpy the skimpy underwear like i'm and looking it, it, at it I'm looking at a picture right now of all the girls in the sky, and all their legs are like the noses of the airplanes. <laughs> They're just walking yep. around in the sky. I want you to that's, understand that the show has incredible. multiple seasons. The show has multiple seasons. I think oh I think there was God. two base base show series, and then there's like a spinoff series with other playing girls. It's it's a whole thing. So yeah, these these series based off mobile games or even off of trends can be really kind of like phoned in but then you have things like grand blue fantasy which is animated by anaplex and actually has a really good story to it it's fun fantasy i mean it even has you know full-blown video games being made out of it anaplex has an anime for it i mean it's it's huge business i mean the fate series 
has uh it, like a lot of the later stuff that's more recently come out has been based off a of grand order and uh i mean they sell figures and shows movies everything you can think of and people love them they're animated by ufo table um so the quality seems to only be either like top tier or bottom tier uh yeah. you know kind of stuff you're not going to devote your life to it or there might be certain people that do because clearly there's enough to get three seasons but anyways yeah i understand your your reticence with things like azure lane because I wasn't sure like the, the storyline for the mobile game isn't even really too complex. I was kind of curious how they're making an anime and it's getting a second season. Yeah, it has a spinoff season and I just don't know why there's more. So this is from Byberry. I was looking this up while you were, while you were talking about who was doing the different mobile game studios. This is from Byberry animation studios who has done. Wow. The quintessential quintuplets, phantom trigger, um let's see maho shoujo magical destroyers and that's it phantom trigger as well that's kind of their big uh yeah it's a big claim to fame i mean uh those like those are some pretty decent series uh at least they got a good animation studio behind it yeah i'm just surprised that i guess well you know quintessential quintuplets that's that's probably their most popular thing right now but there's not a lot of action and shit that has to mm-hmm. happen in quintessential quintuplets it's just five of the same girls you just have to change the color palette let me stop before much. I somebody because i'm sure someone's <laughs> waifu's in there um, oh yeah what else what else was i watching um i'm still reading masamune kun's revenge i'm like in the last couple volumes now i'm i'm mm-hmm. getting the point where it's it's about to resolve like they're they're getting ready to really confess love and i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited for it like stuff just keeps happening they went on the big they finally went on the big school trip and they came back there were these gangsters all involved and it was all wild it was it was nuts um but everyone's starting to kind of realize what's really going on and he realizes his big shallow plan for to to become handsome and fit for revenge to dump her when she realizes she loves him he's starting to realize that's that's a flawed plan maybe i shouldn't be doing this and she's realizing that the boy she fell in love with a long time ago was really maybe you know him and it's it's nice i'm i'm enjoying it i'm i'm ready to see it button up so i can move on to I'm another looking, anime i'll have to check that out i, I mean never manga. given must my... I've never given Masamune Kun's Revenge even a second glance. Like I know people talked about it a bunch and it was like a big deal, but I never watched it or read it. And primarily because, you know, it came out during a time when I was really, really busy. And mm-hmm. uh, so I just never got the chance to. I guess uh, based on your, your glowing recommendation, I mean, I know how like kind of uh, particular you are. So I think based on that That's epic uh, glowing recommendation, I'll, I'll have to give it a go might start it later tonight i'm normally so reluctant against just regular high school drama and love stuff mm-hmm. but this one it's just been fun it's been fun watching this this thing you, you already feel it in the beginning like it's gonna blow up in someone's face and so i've just been waiting for that <laughs> moment and it's it's been nice kind of waiting on the bomb and it's it's just been fun this whole time because I'm, I'm like seven eight volumes in and it's it's good out of 11 um, and I know everyone was right. really excited last year or this year when the second season was getting announced. A lot of people were yeah. real excited about that on t- Twitter. So we'll see. Absolutely. But that's all I have for anime. Looking forward to it. Uh, the only other thing I have, the only other thing I have right now that I'm going to even like talk about is your boy Kong Ming continues to be just 
and an also amazing sleeper show. Uh, just really creative uh, kind of plot device where he uses ancient war strategy to kind of make this girl more popular. It's got great animation and it's got a, a banging opening song that is just such an earworm. And then uh, it's just fun. And the music is great in the show as well. Um, it, it actually portrays a lot of different genres of music and, and kind of takes it a decent amount seriously. Um, I can't recommend it enough to people. It's, it, you know, it's a shame that high dive has to be a separate streaming service. Like we just combined Crunchyroll and Funimation and, and competition's good, but it, it's kind of wild that I, like they're getting some of those licenses that are like big time. So there's definitely still going to be some competition in the market. So, but I, I recommend that one heavily to everybody. Um, Speaking of, smash openings um so i listened to this spotify playlist of anime openings and a lot of them have bangers and i found this one from kenshi yonizu called peace sign and i didn't know this was from my hero academia season two opening (laughs) or opening two it may be from season one just the second half and i uh I was listening to it and I was like, this shit is hype. I love this. This got to be from an anime for sure. And so I looked it up and I saw it's My Hero Academia and the inner hipster in me was like, I should probably stop <laughs> listening to this. <laughs> I, I absolutely called it in the Discord as soon as you posted that in our music channel. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa. You're not allowed to be listening to this. Yeah, it's way too popular too for you. Popular. <laughs> and that was fair. That was a good call. That was a good call. It was, so, it's still kind of cool, though. Oh, it's awesome. Oh, my God. Every time it comes on, it'll just be in the middle of some some of the dirtiest music. And then it'll just go straight to peace side. And I'm like, oh, yes, a good change of pace. This is nice. So. So. Meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. So what we're here to talk about today is Persona 5 Royal. And before we get into it, we're not going to talk about the entirety of Persona 5 Royal. That game is... 100, 120, 150, 100, 200 hours long. So we're going to kind of just talk about our favorite bits. We're going to go through the dungeons, the main story. Um, however, if you would like to further talk about it, you can hit us up on Twitter or Facebook at Sinco Podcast. Um, or I also recommend checking out a podcast called Take Your Time, a Persona 5 in real time podcast. Um, they're from a couple writers over at IGN, uh, Jonathan Dornbush and Tom Marks. Uh, so I've already beat Persona 5 a year and a half ago. And while Steven was just wrapping up, I listened to him and they just went over everything again. They were playing it in real time as the dates went by. So every week that went by, they were playing it in the weeks. So they oh, wow. just finished. Yeah, it was. I can't imagine how painful that was. But <laughs> they just finished week 50. I want to say March 30th right march 20th yeah so they just ended a couple weeks ago um it was great it was fun listening to him it was fun reliving the series and even getting to the royal parts that i didn't get to necessarily enjoy um because i wrapped the game up early but it was fun and i recommend them uh you can listen to all most streaming services um and with that steven let's talk about persona yes so let's do it it before we get into that is this your first persona game no, no, not at all. I've played uh, pretty much all the Persona games. Uh, the first two are really they're they're decent, but they're nothing or they, they're nothing like the stylishness from Persona Three on. Persona okay. Three was when I really started with it. Uh, you got that kind of like 
more cartoony cell shady kind of look going on and you start to get that uh more uh modern stylish kind of take on the series uh mm-hmm. the artist the artist that is well known uh for the series now uh, his name escapes me at the moment i'm sorry if you need to go uh, if but, you have a book i'll talk go ahead uh, go for it okay so steven in his library of libraries has it somewhere so this is my first persona I've always heard of Persona for Golden uh, being in the handheld age that I was, but I never got a chance to. I believe I have it in my Steam library to get to once I'm ready because I am ready to relive the Persona 5 effect that I had. That's why I got Caligula effect. I'm pretty sure I'm saying that wrong. I'm I'm pretty Caligula, but I'm ready to relive that effect. I have Caligula effect. I have Monarch. Both of those I'm pretty sure can reciprocate some kind of Persona effect. Um, just not about that style because that was a pretty unique experience, but I, it's just so fun and so insane, I guess it's mm-hmm. just so many twists and turns, so much music, so much style, so much everything that you get in one unique package that you just, it's going to be hard to get anywhere else. And I just, I need that again, I guess in mm-hmm. a different way. Cause there, there were qualms that I had with game. And if I could get it without those qualms, then I would have my perfect game, honestly. Um, but yeah, the artist, artist, the artist that, yeah, the artist uh, that actually kind of brought everything around into its more stylish nature was uh, Shigenori Soejima, and he he kind of like took the, his specific art style and brought it to Persona, and they brought it into, and they made like the confidant system. It was when Persona Three really kind of like popped off and. It did, it did get a little bit of uh, negative attention uh, in the West somewhat because of the way they summon their personas. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Persona 3's summoning animation. No. They literally have they have like a, magi- a, a magic gun that they pull out and shoot themselves in the head to release their persona. Jesus Christ. That's why that's not getting yeah. remade. That No, God. that's not the reason. No, they released like four different types over here. Like there was like Persona Three, Persona Three Fest. There's Persona Three Portable. Like it's, it it got a little bit of sensationalism behind it early on. I think it was actually one of the reasons it took so long to come over here. It was just like mm. kind of the ooh, I don't really want to touch that. But then things yeah. started like started lightening up in the market towards like the the kind of weirder Japanese stuff that really wouldn't fly over here, like back in the nineties. And then we got Persona 3, you know, and it really kind of just brought the, the series to life. And Persona 5 really kind of is just, to me, a series like the industry in the series has really perfected a lot of it. I had I had a couple qualms with the series myself, the story, um, but that's really about it. Uh, I think the I think my qualms uh, were with one part of the story in the royal content and then the. uh well, just the number of systems. Like, you ever feel like they they come up with all these ideas and they they just throw it all in there, and yeah. it's it's not like a it's not like a negative thing. But there were so many systems, and you gave me a time limit. That's hard for me to do because I'm I understand that it's there's the new game plus. Limit. Yeah, yeah, and you know I've talked about my my love of the Atelier series. Well, I love the newer entries because they took away the time limit they had for like quite a while in the series, and that's the case here with Persona. Is like that time limit. I get why it's there. And it, it's it feels the story. I don't have a problem with that. But like the number of systems I didn't get to explore, and the likelihood that I will come back and play it again, is pretty low. Um, it, 
I don't, I think it's an amazing game and Daniel Perfect, but I'm not, I'm not somebody to collect every Pokemon or, you know, persona. And I'm not somebody that's going to spend a bunch of time like min maxing any more than I absolutely have to like using some of the incense. I, I, I had to go back to an earlier save so I could get the trophy involved with using the incense because I never touched that system. I would also look at some of the confidants and be like, okay, well, what kind of, uh, what kind of benefits do you get from having this confident confidant? And some of them were so minuscule. I was like, I, I actually don't need that. So I'm just not going to work on your character. Um, and I know they have a story, but like, you know, uh, fortunately for me, I live in a modern world where if I don't get that character's story, I can just kind of look it up on YouTube. So consider me spoiled and and kind of entitled that to my time that I, I'm not going to go back and play it three or four times. And, you know, I get when people do. Like, I'm definitely not a judgment on that front, but I'm not going to do it. But yeah, no, uh, I love the game still. I still consider damn near a perfect game. So, oh, yeah. Uh, what about you? What were your qualms with the the game? My biggest thing was the amount of the the time itself and the amount of interactions that you had to forcibly go through. So things that you couldn't, I guess, trigger in an organic way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So you had to actually go out of your way and use up your own time, which it also all ties back to the timeline. Um, but it's it's just that use. I missed out on a lot. Uh, listening to that Take Your Time podcast, I realized how much I fucked up on my my playthrough. <laughs> like, not only did I just... I, I think I only maxed out maybe five people. And that's just because I worked so hard on on making sure my social stats were fine. But there were so many options that I just didn't know about that could have actually got everything up in the meantime while i was doing Mm -hmm. everything and it's it's not all presented to you but you can also find it and that's that's a good way to you know explore and you know do it again on another playthrough but you know i'm only alive for like what fucking 80 years and i've got to play other games big fella (laughs) (laughs) i can't just come back to another persona 5 run but that's i'm with you and yeah i I, I just oh go ahead I, I just I you know I hate to admit it because I I just unfortunately I have a I have a library shelf of other games to play, um so it's it's kind of hard when I hit these RPGs because I love RPGs but it's just been like I've been spo- like when I was younger and you you only got like a couple games a year like it made sense to go play a game again but now I have an income and I, now I have to decide what thing I I'm going to spend my money on and spend my time on and mm-hmm. it's hard for me to think about I put 165 hours into that game on this run. And, you know, it, re- truly trying to enjoy all of it. And I still miss things. So, um, you know, maybe if I was in college or something still and I had like a lot more free time, I'd be up for multiple playthroughs. It just it doesn't work for me as an adult. But that doesn't mean the game is bad. Um, no, as a matter of fact, no. I kind of I kind of I kind of am looking forward to I wanted to kind of get my qualms out of the way, no matter how small they were. So when I spend the next like, you know, 20 minutes gushing about the game, it doesn't, you know. It's not going to come back around and smack you in the face. So uh, I guess I guess in this case, uh, what did you, uh, you know, actually, you you asked me questions. I will. I will. Stephen, thank you for joining me on my interview podcast, uh, Senpai Interviews Kohai. I, sorry. <laughs> Kohai Interviews. Sim- Hi, I'm Trey, and this is Stephen. So <laughs> let's start from the beginning. Uh, starting the game and getting everybody involved. So that does involve a couple of the palaces. 
Um, and let's start with the people. So overall, and spoilers ahead, if you just don't even know what the game is and you're saving it, you may just want to skip the rest of this episode because we're, we're going to go in raw um, pig pen style. Absolutely. So you may just want to not do this. Um, but Steven, who is your favorite character out of My all favorite that you played through? Yeah. Confidants. If they were part of your team or not, oh. who'd you enjoy? If you want, you can even give me a top three. I'd actually, can, I'd actually say uh, Haru. Haru is my favorite character. Um, oh, I really, really liked Haru's storyline and just how much she changed uh, across her storyline. As a matter of fact, like she's kind of this caged bird kind of character, and she kind of gets mm. uh, dragged into the drama of the Phantom Thieves by Morgana, and and uh, ends up suffering the probably the most damage out of everybody in the in the group. And has to recover from that. I mean, her dad is his big CEO. He's a he's a, he's been you know turned into a bad guy, and he has his own palace. And they like they end up he ends up getting killed. So like you go through the palace and you beat Okumura, and Haru helps take her her dad down and ch- change his heart, but they they kill him instead. And so she ends up you know having to deal with the death of her father, who is also the head of a major like corporation which now she has to decide do i give the reins over to other people who may take advantage of the situation or do i do it uh, what do i want to do and she starts kind of like you know trying to avoid an arranged marriage you know she's got a lot on her plate but she's still trying to find like the source of what what makes her herself and independent and i think that's really cool and you kind of tag along for that story to be like a sort of, a sort of support throughout the whole thing and she ends up coming out of it a much stronger character for it. Uh, she becomes far less uh, demure and and kind of like Cage Bird and more the one that's leading the charge and, and making changes to her company and how it treats its employees and what kind of business they're doing. I mean, she's still like by the end of the game, she's heading off to college and trying to help run her dad's company with the assistance yeah. of one other employee uh, that's in the executive branch and it's it's really i just think overall it's a really great transformation like think about that i you know and ryuji they all go through pretty you know traumatic experiences that lead them down this path but a lot of them didn't have family members die and so True. for me that's why that's for me that's why haru is pretty much the most interesting character i experienced in the game how about you did you also date haru no i did not oh i did not date haru yeah wow I we'll get to that later Okay. Okay. So for me, I think it would have to be Ryuji. <laughs> I think <laughs> I probably just good. yeah, I think I probably just relate to Ryuji a lot. But he uh his whole I guess shtick of, you know, loudmouth and you know, trying to be there for everybody was mm-hmm. pretty great to watch him just support and learn lessons. He he was one that would visibly make mistakes and then have to learn from his mistakes with everybody he he wasn't always one that knew the answers but he would always have to find out that answer either the easy way or the hard way and it was it was nice learning that lesson from him he was the most human of us and i'll always remember him even if he (laughs) uh even if he always had to keep letting me know everything was for real I I love the doofy voice he gets in the Japanese dub sometimes. I don't know if they did it in the English dub, but uh, he gets this kind of weird pitch on his voice when he's being extra dumb. Did you play the game uh, in Japanese? Yeah. Oh, shit. 
wow, I yeah. feel like you missed out. I don't know. I'll have to listen to that. But wow, that's crazy. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, no, he gets this kind of like, he gets this almost like Pee Wee Herman-esque kind of like tone oh to his voice God. at certain points when he's being extra dumb. And I, I don't know. There's, there's probably some connection to it that they kind of changed it in the English dub. And I'll have to, like, how is the English dub in the in this game? Dub was amazing. Dub really? was really great. Yeah, I, I don't have a list of the voice actors up, unfortunately. I probably should have pulled that up. But it was amazing. I, I probably one of the only games where I just couldn't couldn't even think of a flaw while I was going through it. Probably the most well voiced JRPGs I've ever played. Like that Dragon Quest Eleven, just no flaws. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, well voiced JRPGs. Persona uh, just has a, a much bigger footprint now, and it makes sense that they definitely get like some good quality double. And it had a lot of voice lines. Like you know, in the past, when you get voice lines in a JRPG, it would be for specific scenes and things like that, or just like it'd be like they'd say hello in the voice, but the line on the actual text would be longer. And uh, with Persona, that is not the case. I think most of the game is voiced. If I don't think there's there's very few places I can think of where it wasn't voiced, except for yeah. you know, Joker, of course. So I want to yeah. say most of the times where it wasn't, it was the small text where you'd be in the palace and it'd be in the middle mm-hmm. of like puzzle solving. But for the most part, you you had voices. Yeah, and it, um, it was just really well done in Japanese. And I, I'm glad to hear it was really well done in English as well. So that's that's pretty awesome that they they put in that kind of effort. Uh, I had no idea. I just I just chose J- Japanese by default for some reason. I actually no, have no problem with dubs whatsoever. That's great. I mean, as long as you enjoyed it, that's what matters. I'm actually trying to look up the uh, the voices right now, but it looks like for the most part, maybe the voices were the same on the dub mm-hmm. and the sub. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get to the change in voices, but. I'm not able to read these fast enough. <laughs> Robbie Damon, I think, was a prominent voice. He did a catchy. Um, they really point him out in that podcast I listened to, the Take Your Time podcast. But I don't see who did everyone else, um, which is interesting. Erica Harlacher, who also did Violet Evergarden from Violet Evergarden. We have. Oh, really? Haru, mm-hmm, who was done by no one prominent that I can find. Um, yeah, it is what it it's kind of it's kind of funny to watch you trying to gather this up real quick <laughs> while we're recording. But uh, yeah, I should have had no, this ready. No, th- it's all good. It's uh, this is a fun, casual discussion of our experiences with Persona Five, and you know, honestly, I like. What do you think of the gameplay loop? Like the, uh... I thought the, I thought the process was itself very interesting, and that the changes itself would be fun in each different palace. So the gameplay loop itself, uh, I, I'm, I'm assuming you mean the the process of finding the dungeon, entering the dungeon, mm-hmm. the treasure, the boss, mm-hmm. um, is pretty much the gameplay loop. So I really enjoyed that. I just found Makoto. She was in quite a few different animes. None that I recognized. She was in uh, <laughs> she was in Miss Kobayashi's <laughs> Dragon Maid. I didn't recognize her, which is a shame. But so 
I thought it was fun and different. I'm glad that everything varied to such a wild degree for each of the different instances. So, you know, you have your first, they start off hard and heavy Mm -hmm. with Kaneshiro's palace. Kaneshiro, is that him? It's Kamashida. Kamashida. Kaneshiro is the bank. Kamashida's palace being just the worst with, you know, I, I don't even, I don't even know what to call it. You know, assaulting students and, harassing the girl students and you know you see this all in his palace um it's kingdom of what it is and you kind of see that and you kind of understand what the game's going to be from there like wow this is people with fucked up perceptions of the world and you have to help them change what it's going to be and Mm -hmm. it's it's really crazy how far and wild it gets from there because you go from kamashita you go to the painter you go to the bank, you go to all these wild places. And it's crazy that they were able to use just the storytelling techniques and the villains they had to bring you to all these different places. Cause you wouldn't think that mm-hmm. or at least I, I never thought that you, you told me persona five and it's like, steal your hearts. And you're these, you're these anime kids and there's this talking cat. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I doing? And <laughs> this is what it is. And I'm like, wow okay, well, what's next? And it's like, well, it's this painter that's plagiarizing. And it turns out one of the students that you're going to befriend is actually having his paint paintings plagiarized by the man that killed his mom. And I'm like, fuck. All right. Let's go. And it's, it's so great. So insane. Each time they keep the stories going and the palaces almost maintain each time. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, so the weird thing is like every one of them has a pretty deep connection to a specific character and a certain motive. I mean, they started hard and heavy with Kamashita's like sexual harassment slash assault of, of students. And, uh, you know, okay, that's, that's a scary thing. Like, I mean, come on. Oh, he, yeah. He thinks he's, he's controls all the women, all the student, the female students in the school. It's, it's pretty gross. And but I was then scared. The, you know, you get like, I was scared oh. it was going to get worse in a, in an uncomfortable way. I'm trying to think of how to word mm-hmm. that. I have a, and I don't want to make it seem like it's a it's a way to block it out, but I took a lot of criminal justice, or my degree is in criminal justice, and there there mm-hmm. is a point where I do get uncomfortable, where I, I can't handle seeing things, and mm-hmm. I can't handle hearing things. And Kamashita, he got close to that point with mm-hmm. just you know talking to people that way, and I was like, if this is the point we're starting at is it going to get worse? And it made me nervous. Yeah. And I was like, fuck. All right, well, let's, let's go and we'll see. And thankfully it, it didn't get worse in a, I guess, sexually harassing, sexually assaulting way to a degree. Um, for, then Kamashita, but go ahead. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I interrupted. Well, all, the whole story is, is pretty dark. Like Shin Megami Tensei yeah. series tends to, to have a lot more darker themes. So I wasn't surprised, but it, it was a pretty deep hole to jump into to start with. But then, then you know, you, like you said, you have this stuff with Madarame stealing his, his students' work and plagiarizing it as his own. And some of them have committed suicide. So people have died because of this person, too, you know. Uh, and then you get to Kaneshiro. And this is uh, the one that kind of throws me off, what threw me off at first. 
And this is this is part of that like organic storytelling you're kind of talking about. Is Kanashiro just seems like a greedy dude, and he's like, you know, he's kind of like, what's the word? Uh, kind of uh, extorting people and things like that. Yeah. And I, I'm like, he doesn't really kind of match up to the rest of it because like later on, you you know, you meet other other palace owners and they they have a deep connection like uh, Okamura's, you know, the father of Haru, and you got a. Uh, Shido, who's like the you know going to try to take over Japan, technically, um, things like that. But it's kind of wild because Kanashiro doesn't seem like he ma- he kind of matters. But when you're going through Shido's palace, which is the cruiser, you start talking to all the people who are on this cruiser as as being like benefited by Shido, and you find out like as you go along and, and beat stuff like all these people had a connection to Shido in his in his process. So Kanashiro was actually funding you know, a lot of Shido's activities behind the scenes, like the, the cognitive science uh, data information was stolen from, uh, you know, Wakaba, and then they paid for it by these ill-gotten money schemes from Kanashiro. And it just, it was wild how every single person's like what seemed like individual story wrapped around into Shido to be like an overall group of people who work together all for their own messed up desires so he could have his and it's it's just kind of crazy how that web comes all back together at the end of the game oh yeah it was a good full circle moment if if you're paying attention and you you talk to everyone you know you have to make sure you have that jrpg discipline if you don't have that and you're yeah. just running through and you're just pressing a you're you're fucking up but yeah it, it was a good moment and it it was even it was chilling like the first moment it's like all these guys are connected to Shido. Shido has that much power. And like listening to it again from this podcast, I was like the take your time podcast. And I was like, God, I forgot like just mm-hmm. how much power that guy had. Like that guy was insane. That Shido was nuts. Everything was, nuts. Yeah. everything was so, so crazy that, you know, you, you let one person get so distorted out of their mind that, you have to go mm-hmm. in and change their heart to a degree. And there you are listening to it. And you get to the point where you're fighting the boss and you're taking the treasure and you hear their, their, I guess, heart speak or their, their mind speak. And it's mm-hmm. so awful. So, so much yeah. bad, sp- bad talk, but it's, it's worth it when you defeat them and you end up hearing the talk when they're admitting their faults and, you know, I guess admitting their sins and whatever mm-hmm. until you get to Okamura yeah. or Okamura and it ends mm-hmm. in like a, uh, a murder. And I don't know. That's, that's a different one where you get the plot twist of the, of the show and it's, it's nice. Um, I guess what can we, t- what was your, can favorite? we take a second to go oh, ahead? Uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. So what was your favorite point in, Cause I, I, I this is going to segue into mine, but I, I'd like to hear yours mm-hmm. first. But what was your favorite point in the game, narrative wise, game wise? However, um, I'd say uh, whenever you find out who Akechi really is, like that, I, I, there we go, yeah, yeah. Like when when you basically are like, oh, there's this mysterious assassin hanging around, and you find out later on, oh, it's Akechi, and he's insane. Like I just love how insane Akechi is once he like kind of loses his cool and stops trying to hide who he is, and I, 
he he doesn't make any sense but his character kind of matches that like he's he finds out that his da- his dad is shido and his his actions to with that information is not oh i want to go meet my dad and like get close to him it's like i want revenge on him and he's just grown up twisted and he's helped him only so he can get close enough so he can get revenge on him himself it's such oh, a yeah. and he's he gets that crazy cackle and like i'm clearly like a uh, dark version of my character like he's violent and and ugly and just doesn't put up with shit at all which is completely is contrasted to the the like exterior persona he has as the the boy detective and all that i love it i love how insane he is oh yeah the second i catch he snaps is when mm-hmm. i am like i i think i remember being burnt out at persona 5 at a certain point because i said it earlier high schools bore me high schools mm-hmm. no, I, I normally check out at high schools um overall and you, you have to stay at a high school for the most part through the whole thing you know you're a high school student mm-hmm. it's all this um but high school drama i guess is okay but when you add this split personality i guess dude that wants to kill his dad because he was abandoned and i was like okay i'm on board for that that is exactly what i need in my story dude fuck me up let's hear it and so a catchy <laughs> was exactly what i needed the second you're on the cruiser and he starts letting loose and you have to fight him his persona goes from what was it robin hood to loki i think Mm-hmm. it was nuts and i was like oh my god he can do all these things that you can't um mm-hmm. it was it was so crazy just from a game like narratively and gameplay wise because like what can this man do that i can't is is he gonna be final boss material is is a persona gonna be what i have to fight yeah but it it's was, uh it was a, it's it was wild he uh i love when he he kind of like even throughout the whole thing he's pissed off and just screaming at you through the whole battle and then you beat him and you go into the next phase and he's just like he's just like it doesn't even matter that he just got his ass kicked he just freaks out and starts yelling at you and fighting you some more he's he's just such an off the wall like insane character and like they did a great job of hiding it for the most part like i was not expecting it i was not not ready for it in the slightest like i knew go ahead did you catch the pancakes part or no no, I didn't. Absolutely not. Like the when they were revealing everything, I was like, "What?" Like, and I never even registered the fact that he, uh, like, th- that moment he reacted to uh, to Morgana, and you know, kind of figured out stuff. Uh, I think even weirder is just you know, he he really does a great job of hiding it, and uh, then he just doesn't. Like, I love after he's caught and they kind of like meet back up in the royal content. He's like yeah oh yeah i still hate you but we have to work together so i wish i would have got to the moral content i listened to the podcast through all that part and it sounds amazing Mm -hmm. catchy is a lot of fun Mm -hmm. oh yeah so yeah he's he's he basically constantly reminds the the main characters that i hate all of you and i want to kill all of you but since you know if i don't if we don't work together this won't happen i guess i'll hang out with you guys and yeah. it's, but the bigger I think the the next bigger twist and uh, before we move on uh, is do you, you've listened to all the royal content stuff in the podcast uh, the twist at the end whenever you basically realize that Akechi knows he's he's dead in the real world so yeah. once everything resets he disappears and that doesn't bother him he's like I don't care 
I, I, other people don't get to decide my reality, even if I'm already dead. Like he just does not care. He's he's pretty got no metal. fucks to give, and I love it. It yeah. was pretty. He, he is metal. Self-actualized, like pretty good shit. Like, dude, it does not matter to me. Does that matter to me? Do it. It was it was <laughs> good shit. Like, yeah, just un. He was on another level. Just, I have a tattoo of a catchy on my ass. It's called Ass Catchy. Um, I'll have to show it to you sometime. <laughs> but sure, it was absolutely. It was pretty. Looking good. forward to it. Yeah, grew a beard. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> but no, listening to all this stuff about a catchy as through the royal content at least was incredible. I just wish, I guess, that he would have got a a better conclusion for himself. But mm-hmm. there was this whole second. Not second, but the bigger plot overall of the the battle of the gods and the will and everything of Igor and the the Holy Grail, mm-hmm. where you had to both be this two sides of one coin. I, I guess is what Joker and Akechi both were. Um, mm-hmm. That it just sucks that it had to be Akechi. Really, mm-hmm. I mean, it would have sucked that whoever had to be that other side of the coin. But you know, Akechi just you you felt this thing for you know you had to take him out and. You had to be friends and chew all these conversations. And lo and behold, he was great. You know, the sad thing is for a game that constantly tries to push you in the direction of not conforming to a mold that everybody else is is doing. uh, It's such a weird kind of theme twist because Akechi got the power of Persona and just did whatever he wanted for himself. And Joker, your character, uh, got the persona and typically and basically uh, it railroads you to a degree which isn't bad because that's the whole point of the story they're trying to sell is like he, they use the power of persona to bring good to a group of people or groups of uh, to other people and so they end up succeeding so it's kind of weird that's like be individual you know break the mold of society but make sure you help everybody at the same time uh, so it's kind of it's kind of a weird thing, but I guess if if he didn't, you know, they'd both be doing the same thing, whatever they want for themselves. So yeah, it just kind of has to work that way for the story, like you said. Yeah, but I guess that's kind of the point of being yourself. You have to choose how you're going to use your power to do what you want, you know. And that mm-hmm. that was pretty much Joker and Morgana's choice to use this power for good, because Morgana being the voice of Joker for the most part, really. Yeah, um, that's true. Because you don't really get much say in the game. But no. yeah, I want to say for the most part, that was just you having to be the hero. But you're you're right. Otherwise, there really wouldn't be a story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the uh, What's your favorite social stat? Like kind of like event. I hated all of it. Every <laughs> social stat thing. I fucking hated it. Um, I did like taking the quizzes in class because I knew a lot of it. But mm-hmm. I have those random knowledge checks, like just kind mm-hmm. of already in mind because I just know a lot of things randomly um, mm-hmm. for no reason. So that was fine. Is that kind of what you were asking me? Yeah, absolutely. Because my favorite okay. thing was uh, the crosswords. I liked the crosswords. Yeah, crosswords were fun. Crosswords were fun. Yeah, the, they were, I loved the way it was done. It was very unique. And I just, every time one, one was on the table, I was like, yes, free knowledge yeah. and a crossword. I, like, I clearly am an old person because I'm just like, let me get my bifocals. Let's get oh. started. Oh, God. Am I old? <laughs> you're, you're on your way. You, you've started the practice. You didn't need the bifocals, but you still did the crossword. Oh, no. 
you know what this you know what this means you're gonna have to go start playing wordle because that's the young person's like newspaper puzzle game now start playing oh wordle yeah i don't know anything about wordle i try to stay you know this only speaks to my my hipsterness as much as possible i try to stay away from trendy things <laughs> as much as possible <laughs> i swear to god this is so it's so funny because you'd say that because it's the same thing with your anime like whenever it's like the most popular series are on and they're good series you're like i know they're good but they're popular so i yeah. could watch spy x family or i could watch a zero lane and it, it, <laughs> or it's, i could watch it, like that's, that's how you three learn. years ago I absolutely could do that instead you gotta you gotta make sure that you're you got you put enough distance between current so it's not as popular and i get it yeah i do understand it so i actually kind of uh want to what's your what would be your final thoughts on persona 5 and your experience with it so i man it is just such a such a wonderful experience but it takes a great story and a popular narrative being being the hero going on a journey to fight an mm-hmm. epic being and it dresses it in such in such a great relatable manner that uh, it can't do no wrong and it does it in such a stylish way that there's i don't even see a way a lot of people can really just hate the game like mm-hmm. I, this is this almost needs to be mandatory playing like if you get any, if you get a PlayStation, you got to play it. Like holy shit, yeah, it's great, it's Absolutely. amazing, and it's uh, go ahead. It's like Final Fantasy yeah, VII well, for the PlayStation. Oh, oh for me, uh, for me, it was just a great experience. Uh, I always kind of liken it to playing an anime, um, because the story yeah. is is very anime esque. Um, I love it because as a JRPG player, it's still turn based, but it uses elements and ailments to an actual effect. You know, some of those RPGs back in the day, you know, you'd have all these ailments and items and you just never use them. In this game, yeah. you got to. You got to. It's required. Um, but everything the narrative is really just. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Nothing and goes I to love waste. The, I love the unique setting of the city. I love the narrative. And so, like, it's great for anime fans. It's great for RPG gamers. And it's it's great for anybody that does it, that's tired of uh, sword and sorcery. Uh, it has enough you know stuff that it can it's so believable and it's got great themes in it like a a lot it deals with real problems from the real world and i think that's actually really cool uh overall it's just a a great package i mean that look it if you're talking about like value like bang for your buck when it comes to games persona 5 and it's you know expansion royal is is there i put 165 hours in one playthrough and i was you know i wasn't even i wasn't even trying to min max or anything i just did that and uh it was a great game. It was a great experience. And there's so many different ways you can play. Like I just left entire systems by the wayside. Cause I chose to play the way I wanted to, but there I've watched other people play through with their, their own methods. And I love that. That's an option. Uh, overall. I mean, I have a few qualms here and there, but the game's damn near perfect. And uh, I think everybody should play it or at least watch the anime. So who was your primary team? Uh, I used Yusuke joker haru and then uh morgana oh wow morgana became my healing bot like uh i get she got the she she uh i guess it's a he actually he he got all yeah he got all the uh 
all the healing spells like way earlier than everybody else. So I kept just leaving them on there. So like I got Meteorama and then Samacarn and then they eventually uh, he eventually gets the uh, I think it's Salvation. It literally restores all the HP and it gets rid of all the status ailments. And, it, you know, so I had Morgana basically healing and prepping stuff. Uh, Haru had a lot of like uh, stat effect boost stuff and things like that. So did uh, so did Yusuke. And I boosted and deflated enemies all the time. It was, it was a lot of fun. Joker, I just got so overpowered with Joker that I just flipped all through his persona to get whatever element I need. And I just destroyed yeah. stuff. So it was a lot of fun. I, I also, but I also did level up... Uh, uh, was it uh, if, uh, Togo? The the what's it called? The Shogi? Yeah, Shogi uh, oh, girl. Yeah. And got the, and got the ability to switch my characters out at will. So that helped a lot too. Oh yeah. What about you? What was your primary I, team? I had Joker, Makoto, Ryuji, and Yusuke. Nice. So I had Re- buffs. Uh, Yusuke I had attack all across the board. And I had a way to attack all across the board was pretty much my way. Um, but it was it was a failed method and it really fucked me in the end. It was really bad. Um, yeah. So getting towards getting towards the end of the game. Um, and this is another a bit out of Kwamba, if you had anything you wanted to say on it. So you get towards the end of the game and you have to you, you find out in your final palace you fight mementos where the holy grail is the desire of the entire people mm-hmm. um and you have to fight god uh long story short you have to fight god yeah. and it's yeah. fucking awful but it's only awful if you don't have everyone maxed out on your confidants if everyone's mm-hmm. not prepared and my people weren't i only had yeah. my main team confident maxed out I had everyone else ready, like that weren't even fighters ready. I didn't expect yeah. anything like this, so I really struggled with that fight. It um, really requires you to to mix up your characters so you can oh, level yeah. them at a decent rate, um, because they they have to be switched out. And they have to be used with their certain elements and things like that. Like Joker can only carry so much of the weight. Oh yeah, I didn't even have baton passes for everyone because I only focused on my team. I did not count on everybody else. I was real chump change and it was a hard fight, but eventually I got through, I lucked out. Um, yeah. but golly, man, did I learn lessons? I listened to the take your time podcast as they got to the fight and they made it sound like nothing. And I was like, wow, it could have been nothing for me if I would have took my time. And if I would have played yeah. the game, right. If I would have probably read everything that would have happened and, and played it accordingly but it's yeah. just a lesson learned really on the game it's just so Absolutely. much in there to really know and understand and use to yeah uh benefit if you if you level them up you get wild uh abilities that just help you throughout the whole thing like that just uh if you have someone with a status ailment if everyone has harrison uh harrison recovery they'll just come over and smack you and get you out of it um yeah uh what's her name uh futaba if you get her stuff like maxed out, she has a move that literally restores all of your HP and resurrects and gets rid of status ailments. Oh my god! She'll just do no. that. I had no idea. She, she'll get a she gets a move called final uh, final uh, defense or something like that. Oh, final chance! And it literally, if an enemy is about to kill a bunch of your people just outright, it blocks the entire attack for you. Like it's it's super like 
it's it's yeah if you level up your people it becomes quite easy like the last boss was just time consuming like you have to go through all the different uh things that they pull out and work your way through but honestly i didn't have to try hard to win i just had to put the work like the time in and that was it Jesus a lot easier christ no it's <laughs> it's a fucking mess but it, it's it's a good mess but i just i went in not really expecting a lot of what i had yeah. to do yeah. Um, now you now you've learned a lot. Yeah. Oh God, I learned a lot. Um, a lot of management is what I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, one big final thing, I guess, before we go is the soundtrack. Yeah. Um, I talked about this with Daryl <sighs> before we finished with, uh, Xenoblade, Xenoblade, Final Fantasy Thirteen. Um, a couple recommendations for the uh, Persona Five soundtrack. Um, and a couple ones I have, uh, the main, one of the main themes, wake up, get up, get out there is real hot girl shit beneath the mask <laughs> is the one that plays. Uh, it's a, it's one of the big coffee themes or the coffee house themes. Um, oh, yeah. the biggest one is one of the boss themes and it's, uh, rivers in the desert and it is the most bumping, the most, hype you up songs that'll be playing and once rivers in the desert starts you will you will be going 10 times as hard and it it goes just as fast and it is that which one is that which boss battle is that um i want to say it started in either in futaba or it started in kanashiro i want to say it started in one of those uh, that I I know which one you're talking about, and that, that is a hell of a banger. But I'm a huge fan of the boss battle music for Shido. And I'm trying to I don't know the name of it off the top of my head, uh, but it's just got such a, a it's such a like kind of energetic kind of song. It really mm-hmm. gets you going, gets gets you into the uh, gets you into the feeling of like being in danger and like fighting this epic battle. Uh, a lot of the music does a good job of that. It does yeah. a lot of good atmosphere buildup. Period. Whether you're just in the overworld or whether you're in the fight, it does a good job. Um, the Persona Five original soundtrack is on Spotify, the entirety. So if you just want to listen to that throughout the workday, I normally do that like once a week. That one in the uh, to... Final Fantasy Thirteen. It's both. Uh, I normally do like a video game day, and that's they're both in my rotation. But nice shit is bumping uh lynn is the name of the the lady that sings and it's it's fucking awesome she's she's badass um yeah but i guess for any any final thoughts or thoughts or anything steven do you have anything else for persona 5 royal i honestly my only thoughts and feelings at the moment are is if you have the chance on the ps4 or ps5 to play persona 5 or persona 5 royal doesn't matter which one give it a play if you like rpgs if you like anime if you just like good stylish music like it's a joy to play um i can't really think of any reason why you shouldn't i think i'd have to echo that there's no way you wouldn't enjoy it there's Mm -hmm. no way i mean unless you just no there's no way literally no way unless you just don't like being being alive like this is for every <laughs> this is for everybody and it, it's got yeah. so much to give you just take it just take it yep it's got it's got a lot of heart absolutely a great 
great game. So with that, yeah, I think that wraps Persona 5 for me. Um, I'm happy to have gotten all the harassment and the support from the boys and <laughs> and and myself. You know, I like I, I went through a lot to get there, but I got it done. And everybody was very proud of me. There was a lot of happy reactions whenever I finished. So I'm glad oh, I finally yeah. did it. We're all glad to stop talking about it. That's definitely mm-hmm. the case. What is next <laughs> on your plate? What are you what are you doing next, uh, Steven? Next is Horizon Zero Dawn, a game that I really do love. I love the the entire battle system and just the open world and the actual like story is really interesting. But I've only gotten to the through the first ten hours like twice because I keep having to restart it. But this time, uh, you know, I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna stick to it. I got a little more time to myself on these uh, on this project because uh, I had to stay up at night. And uh, you know, I'm gonna do the same thing I did to wrap up Persona Five. I'm gonna put the work in, and I'm gonna get through it. Hell yeah or horizon zero dawn goes by real fast too once you're in that groove so hopefully this Mm -hmm. goes by just as fast the platinum's real easy too to get so i hope you can get that pretty uh pretty quickly and without uh without any disruptions but i guess we'll update you guys on that another day steven with that i'm gonna go get in bed yep i'll I'll tuck uh, you in my friend oh thanks man these these covers are no problem (laughs) these covers are rough (laughs) <laughs> it's out it's rough out here on this drag strip <laughs> exactly i i heard i heard uh i heard the entire like fast eight team driving by throughout the entire God, episode. it doesn't stop out here but i guess that's what we get it's it's so we're recording on a saturday night we normally do this on a, a weekday night but we're recording mm-hmm. on a saturday night so i guess they're getting a little wily out here but just for reference I, I i don't know you probably don't get the notices for this but there was actually some kind of shooting or something a little bit north of here so there was actually fire (laughs) fires and policemen going a little bit before we started recording so it's all kinds of wild out here in my neighborhood it's uh (laughs) it's a wonder i'm still able to record but all right yeah well i'm putting you to bed because that sounds terrifying try to avoid nightmares (laughs) i'm trying god all right guys if you if you like what you're hearing and if you can bear to hear it again we will uh you can check us out at Senco podcast on facebook and twitter instagram and you know you can listen to us on any other major podcast source and we will see you guys again in another two weeks and steven absolutely